What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Amen. The Bible said, wherefore see we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Our Heavenly Father, most righteous God, Lord, as we come, once again this morning, in the name of Jesus, that name that's above every name, Lord, I realize without you, Lord, I can't do anything, but Lord, I praise you this morning for this opportunity to be alive. I'll be back in the house of God one more time. And Lord, I pray would you reach down and anoint me your servant with the Holy Ghost and with power. And Lord, I pray as David said, I let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh my Lord, my strength and my redeemer and will not fail to preach you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I preach the Lord. You know, I was reading this verse the other day and somebody asked asked me a question. I, I said, well, I, I really don't understand something about that verse. Amen. And I said, I, I, what really is it that you don't understand? And they said, I understand how that sin I, I can hinder us. I, I, I understand that sin I, I, is a reproach to any people I, and that the wages of sin is this. But how can a little thing I, I, that's not really a sin I, I beset me? How can a little thing I, I begin to weigh me down and hinder me and cause me trouble? I, and you know, I begin to think about that. Amen. And how that there's some things in the scripture, amen, that we can allow to get in our way if we're not careful. Amen. To hinder our walk with God so that we're not running with patience the race that is set before us. Amen. And the Bible even warns us, amen, that the little things, amen, are little living. I can leave in the whole round small foxes I can destroy the mind and so I begin to think about some things that I found in the scripture amen that we need to be careful of amen the first one is in Matthew chapter 15 amen how did he sit in verse number 6 amen and honor not his father or mother he shall be free thus have you made the commandment of God none of faith by your tradition. Now traditions in and of themselves are not sinful. Traditions can be a good thing. Amen. If they're moral, if they're just. When we allow ourselves to get in a form, in a fashion, where we say, I've always done it this way, and we allow that to cut into our relationship with God, that we can technically allow the tradition a man to make the word of God to none of So we've got to be careful this morning that we don't allow ourselves 
see it's another Sunday. You know, I always go to church. But David said, this is a day that the Lord has made. And I will rejoice and be glad therein. Friend, this day is unlike any other day that you've ever had. Amen. There are folks. Amen. Never made it to this day. But God has blessed you. Amen. To be here to have breath in your body. Hands that you can raise. Food on your table. Amen. Don't allow the tradition. Amen. I've said, well, I've always done it this way. And I make you forget the blessing of God. Sometimes we take it for granted, brother mine. We're like, well, just another day. No, it's not. Amen. This could be a day of opportunity. This could be a day unlike any other because just like the little woman that had the issue of blood that had suffered for 12 long years. But her day came. Amen. How many times had she been through that particular day of the week? We don't know, but that day was unlike any other. Amen. And this could be the day, friend, that the Lord could reach down, heal somebody in your life, save somebody in your life. Amen. And then whenever I read that, I said, boy, it gives me a new outlook, a new expectation, an excitement. And I say, man, I get to go to church today. I'm not going to allow the tradition, the fact that I've been coming here year after year, Sunday after Sunday. But I'm coming in expecting, I'm wondering what God is going to do today. Amen. I said, this is, amen, a great privilege. There are folks that would love to be here. Amen. You don't think so? Go to the hospital. Go to the nursing home. Go to the houses of folks that would love, but they've got no card, no ride, no way to get here. Man, we ought to be praising God from the opening of the service to the closing. That God has given us this opportunity to be here. I said, don't allow your tradition, amen, to get in your way. But I've heard people say, well, we've always done it this way. Amen. God wants to do a new thing in our life. I grew up around the church. I didn't go to church, amen, all my young life. But one day, I made a difference. When that preacher preached the word of God, and it caught my attention, man, I got saved. I gloriously saved in that old-timey way. I like this thing about a few minutes ago. I'd rather be an old-time Christian. That day wouldn't like the rest of those days that I've been there. It made an eternal difference in my life. And if we'll learn to come in and expect it, this day, I said this day can make a difference in the rest of your life. Amen. We've often said, Amen. What if this was our last service? I mean, I hate to I'd go 
well, if you're just thinking I coasted right on through, I, I just kind of went through the motions, I, I, but I want to put my all into it, don't you? I, I want to give him my everything, I, I, because Lord knows he's given me so much. I, I, David said, bless the Lord, I, I hold my soul, I, and all that's within me, I, I bless his holy name and forget not all of his benefits. I, Sometimes, though, we can go through a little rough space or a rough patch in life, and we can forget how good God has been to us. But as I look around at all of the sickness and the misery that's going on in our community and our world, brother, it reminds me I should be raising my hands. I'm not here by coincidence. Amen. I didn't just escape by coincidence. Sometimes we do, we come in, amen, in a routine, amen, we kind of, you know, sing the same songs, we just kind of, you know, go through a little sermon, but when's the last time, we let God shake us, I let God stir our heart, amen, begin to count our blessings, amen, name them one by one, but I believe that we would have so much more, thankfulness in our heart, so much more gratitude for the things of God. But sometimes, just like I begin to read, amen, in Matthew chapter 19 about that rich young ruler, we get our mind more on what we have and what we don't want to have to let go of to get a hold of God. This rich young ruler came to Jesus and he said, good master, what good thing must I do to be saved? And Jesus told him what he needed to do. Amen. But because of what he had, he wasn't willing to let go of it. Amen. To follow after the Lord, we should never allow anything to have such a hold on us. Amen. That it would stop us. From doing what God has called us to do. It's not wrong to have money, but it's the love of money. The Bible said the love of money is the root of all evil. Money's not evil, it's how you use it. And yet, this man, he allowed what he had. I'd have caused him to go away sorrowful. How many times have we come to the house of God? If you're in need of a property insurance partner to help your business remain resilient, FM Global is the perfect choice. We employ science, data, and research to help assist you in making informed risk mitigation decisions. 
We will collaborate with you to identify and reduce risks linked to natural disasters while providing solutions that promote a more sustainable future. Let's prepare to prosper. Talk to him normally. I don't like to do that. But God did with me. 
be so strong and he said well I, I, you know I, I'm kind of reserved about letting you come I, I said why have I ever got out of the book amen have I ever not preached the word I've preached that before I, I, he said but you're a different belief than I I, I said ain't but one Lord one faith amen you know we've made have divided this thing I, I, but there's only one heaven that we're heading to and it's costing him at the blessing that God wants to give them in their life. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody said, well, you know, I I don't really see it that way. Well, you know, there have been a lot of things that over the years God showed me that I was wrong about. That I allowed tradition to influence me. Amen. That I allowed people to influence me. But when you get into the Word of God, the Word of God trumps everybody. Hello? Amen. I said the Word of God trumps everybody. It doesn't matter what anybody said. Amen. Fellow asked me, said, well, amen, you know, how do you see about this? I told him, I said, look, I don't care if you believe before, middle or after, long as you believe we're going, we worship together. Yeah, I've got my opinion. You've got yours, but we'll see who's right. How did it happen? I'm not going to let your ideas of theology at the end time stop me from being able to take it by the hand and say, I love you, brother. Because if I can't love my brother whom I have seen, how can I say, how can you proclaim that you love God and whom you're not saying? Hallelujah. I said there's some little things that we're allowed to get in our way. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. We need to start laying them things aside. Now, I'm not saying compromise, no, sir. A lot of folks, they get nervous when you talk like that because they think you mean drop everything. No. God is holy. There's standards that need to be followed. And the Bible even said, let everything be done in decency and in order. Hello? I still believe that. I believe in the power of God. But we're allowing a lot of tradition, a lot of man-made ideas to slip in. And now it's becoming something other than what it was meant to be. We need to get back to the old path. Our friend is the good way. But just like they told Jeremiah, we will not walk therein. And man, it breaks my heart. I'm thinking about how this man was religious. How he had kept all those commandments from his youth. The only thing he lacked was going and selling what he had. Picking up his cross and following the Lord. But he wasn't willing to do that. Amen. I believe this morning, church, God's got more for us. But there's some things sometimes that we hold on to, some strongholds that we allow in our lives, that we've got to learn to get past. Amen. By the help of God. And God will never ask us to do anything to hurt us. Amen. I said God will never ask us to do anything that's going to be bad 
for us because according to the word of God in Romans chapter 8 verse number 28 for we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and so if it's God God ain't going to ask you to put yourself out here on a limb and then saw it off behind you that's the devil that does that he's a thief at John 10 and verse 10 I said the thief coming not for to steal I'm killing this quiet but Jesus said I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly amen amen so we need to be willing to turn loose to some things get out here where God can lead us and guide us amen for he said the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the law amen I had this sister call me last night she's just worried today she said I'm afraid I've done something I said truth be told you probably did we all have at some point not just in what you do but sometimes it's what you don't do for if you know to do good and do it not he said it's a sin that's why we pray every night God forgive me for what I've done and what I haven't done and you get it under the blood she's trying to take inventory and I told her I said uh, ma'am I said I can't remember my thoughts from the time that I woke up this morning I don't know everything that I thought or went through my mind but thanks be unto God for Calvary that whenever I get down at the foot of the cross and I say Jesus forgive me of my shortcomings my thoughts and failures the Bible said my little children I ran into you that you should not but in if any man sin we have an advocate with the Father Jesus Christ the righteous and the blood of Jesus will cleanse us from how much all sin so I said get it under the blood Instead of trying to go back for the last two or three days and say well did I slip up? I said, just pray and ask him to forgive you. God wants you to make it. Amen. God wants you to be saved. God, the Bible said it's not his will. I said, any should perish, but that all should come under repentance. So instead of letting that drive you crazy, like a pebble in your shoe, amen, you know, we've all been there. You know, I believe I told you one time, we used to hike as a child. And then sometimes, you know, you do the lead thing and kick that foot. I saw that pebble go to the front. But after a while, that don't work anymore. You've got to stop and you got to get rid of that little pebble so you can go on. Don't let the little things of this life become a hindrance to you. Lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. And let's run with patience at the race that is set before are walking, trying to deal with something. Amen. Why not just go to an altar, 
word somewhere. Get it dealt with. Lay it down there. Man, I know, you know, I wrestle with things sometimes. Amen. But we wrestle a lot of times needlessly. Whenever Jesus is wanting to be a prison help in a time of trouble. Amen. I'm telling you, there was nothing wrong with that man having the wealth that he had. If he'd have just been willing to use it in the right manner to let go of it, do what God said, God would have took care of him. Because David said, I was young and now I'm old. Seen the righteous forsaken. Amen. I believe that this morning. Hello, I said I still believe that. Amen. God's not going to ask you to tithe and then put you in a hard spot. If you trust Him, you can't outgive God. Well, I said the T word. A lot of folks don't like it, but it's the Bible. Somebody said, I can't afford to. I can't afford not to. Hey man, because listen, hey man, I, I believe we got to follow the word of God. But another thing that got my attention, Mark chapter 6, verse, hey man, number 31, listen to what Jesus said. And he said unto them, come ye yourselves apart into a desert place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to eat. They were so wrapped up in doing the work of the ministry of coming and going. They wouldn't even take time to take care of their body. But don't you realize that this body is the temple of God? Amen. And you've got to take care of it. There's times you've got to eat. There's times you've got to rest. But I have seen folks get so wrapped up in something they were doing. They wouldn't even take time to eat. And it would become a weight in their life. It would become a hindrance. Amen. In their life. Don't allow yourself to get that busy. I've had people say, well, I'm too busy to pray. Well, honey, you're too busy. The Bible said, Matthew 6 and 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things shall be added unto you. But amen, I met some workhorse people. Boy, I mean people, boy, they just work and rain around most other normal folks. And that's good. There's nothing wrong with that in its place. But when you get to the point that you're going, 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 and you never stop and take time to get along with God, Amen. Read a chapter, pray a little bit, amen, and refill that spirit, man. You're setting yourself up to fall. Just like the natural man, eventually the blood sugar is going to drop. It's going to manifest itself, and you're going to be sick. Amen. If you neglect church, somebody said, well, I missed today. It don't matter. Amen. Once can become twice and can become a week and a month. Amen. In a year, real easy if you're not careful. You can convince yourself, amen, that you're doing it for the right reason. I'm trying to do good for people. Trying to, you know, run a food bank or I'm trying to visit the sick. And that's all notable. It's well and good. But little things can become weak very easily. That's why we've got to consider ourselves. Amen. And take time to get along with God and refuel. I mean, you know, my car does pretty good on gas mileage. 
But once it gets down so low, it, it goes down fast that last little bit. Amen. And you can find yourself between a station, between a rock and a hard place, real easy with nowhere to fill back up. Amen. And backsliding does not happen overnight. And there are a lot of folks that I love dearly that I know that meant to do well, but allowed the meaning to do well to pull them away from God. It comes a time that you've got to get along with him. You've got to enter into that closet and the Father that sees you in secret shall reward you openly. You can't make it on vitamins and fast food all the time. So make sure I was Christian preaching on TV. That'll never substitute for the house of God. Hebrews 10, 25, don't shut me down. Amen. He said, let us not forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the matter of some is even the more so as we see that they're approaching. And so Jesus had to speak to them and said, let's come apart or come aside into the desert for a little while and rest. Because there were so many of them that were coming and going, they wouldn't even take a time to eat. And I've seen folks, you know, get so many irons in the fire. You ever see somebody get too much on their plate? Running here, running there. Man, it'll catch up with you. You can handle it a lot of time when you're young. But as you get older, it begins to toll on you a lot easier than it did when you were young. Man, I used to be able to go on two or three hours sleep for days at a time. But amen, as I've gotten older, it ain't that easy. And just like it's not that easy in the natural, you may think because you're not in a valley or in a trial that you can make it. Just doing a little devotion every now and then. But the Bible says, and Edward, you tell me if I'm wrong, that we are begotten by the Word. Amen. So if we're begotten by the Word, we need the Word of God to nourish our body. To nourish our spirit, man. And if we don't have that, there's something missing in our life. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Amen. I remember one time here about a year ago, I could hold this hand up and my, my, my hand muscle right here would twitch. I mean, man, it just contracted. I talked to a nutritionist, and you know what he said? He said, that's a sign that there's a deficiency in your life. There's something missing. And brother, when you get to the place that you think you can make it without church, there's a deficiency in your life. There's going to be some things starting to retract and twitch and not be calm like it once used to be in your life. Because you can't make it without him. I quote it all the time. Acts 17, 28, for in him we live, move, and have our being. Amen. So there is no substitute for him. And so even if these uh, disciples, amen, the religious people of that day could get so wrapped up in coming and going that they wouldn't even take time to eat, how much easier is it for us, amen, to allow things to rob us of our time? Radio, TV, computer, phone, Amen. Then trying to be a family, trying to be a neighbor. But amen, you can't be what God meant for you to be if you're not a good Christian. And the way that you become a good Christian is is that you draw nigh to Him. And when you draw nigh to Him, He'll draw nigh to you. 
So, amen, that's the most important thing that you can do. I had a pastor one time, he said, you know, would you pray for me? I want to help my church. And I'm trying to decide this program, that program, what can I do? How to help my church the best? And I said, pray more. Because I said, the closer you get to God, that's, that's the best help you can do for your congregation. Because it starts with you. Y'all had the revival recently, you know, and you sing the revival song. What does the revival song say? I, I, Lord, send the revival and let it begin in Brother Clifford. Yeah. Amen. No, let it begin in me. Yeah. It's got to start with us. Yeah. And God really began to deal with me last night in the last few days. I've had these little things, if we're not careful, can become a big stronghold in our life. Somebody said, but I ain't drinking, I ain't doing drugs. I, I, I haven't got a filthy mouth. Amen. I love God, but amen. Are you still going to church? Are you still praying? There are folks, amen, who sit right on the pew and end up backsliding sometimes. So you've got to be careful that you don't allow these little things to get in your way and become a hindrance and beset you. Most of the time when I'm at Walmart or I'm out in the world somewhere and I meet people, and I say, are you a Christian? First words I hear come out of their mouth is, I go to church. Yeah. I understand that, but they don't mean nothing. No. Amen. If you're saved, like that little song the kids sing sometimes, if you're happy and you don't raise your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. There's action that comes from that. But sometimes we say, well, I go to churches and we're bypassing the issue. Bless him, Lord. I'm trying to get by it without, you know, telling a fear. Yeah. You know, there are folks telling me, I, I, I preached somewhere in the area here not too long ago, and I, I, there was a couple there come up, shook my hand, and said, boy, I, I, we'd love to have you come to our church and preach sometime. I said, where you go? They told me I've been preaching there for years, and I ain't never seen them. Yeah, we love to have you come to our church. Yeah. I said, I've been having a regular appointment there for several years now. Since about 2008 to be exact. They got kind of quiet, dropped their head, went right on out. But amen, little things can become a big thing yeah. over time. Yeah. I remember when I used to hunt a lot as a younger man. Briars ain't that big, are they? But hey amen, you get one stuck in you and see if it doesn't make itself known. And little things, amen, can become a big hindrance. Amen, especially whenever we turn aside and we don't pay attention to it. I, I just like, you know, infection. I, I can set up, it can cause a problem. I, I, but let me go on, amen, for the sake of time. Luke chapter 10. I, I, you all know the story about Mary and Martha. I, amen, and how that Mary, I, I, who was taking care of business, I, amen, trying to get everything ready. Jesus had come over. And there's nothing wrong with cooking, cleaning, being a good host. There's not a thing wrong with that. But she let it get a hold of her. And she let it become such a hindrance that Jesus even said, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. Hangman trying to make everything so perfect that it even began to manifest 
in a possible disagreement because she said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve? In other words, make her help me. Make her give me a hand. You can feel like you're the only one. Elijah went through that. I, I, you remember how they, whenever Jezebel threatened him? And I, I, God asked him down the cave, said, what are you doing here, Elijah? He said, I'm the only one that's left. But in reality, he wasn't. God said, I've yet reserved unto myself 7,000 in Israel that have not bowed a knee to Baal nor kissed his image. Yeah. Whenever I thought about how Martha allowed just a simple little chore, chore become such a big thing in her life that she missed the fact that he was there. Yeah. Hey man, that she could have been just like Mary and sat at his feet, heard the word, and chose the good part. But she got wrapped up in something else. Oh God, how many times have we come to church and God's wanted to heal, save, deliver, and put joy in our heart? And when other people have got it, because of some little thing, we went away empty-handed. Well, I didn't get to sing, or I didn't get to testify. You know, in the bigger picture, that shouldn't matter. We ought to prefer our brother. And as long as God's will is done, that, that's all that really ought to matter. Because if His will is done, then it's going to be done the right way. You believe that? Amen. I do. There's times I haven't got to preach, and there's times I've got up for anybody to hear. Amen. Simply because I'm trying to follow the will of God. But amen, how many times have I just asked yourself, and I want this message to be a help to us today. Laying aside every weight and the sin. It's not just the sin that's going to take people down. Sometimes it's because we're too busy looking across the aisle when we should be looking ahead. Amen. Keeping our focus on the Lord. Amen. I've even been in church before and I'm trying to stay locked in. You know, I'm trying to trying to pay attention to the preaching and they go, hey, what do you think of that? And I'm like, leave me alone. Amen. I want to pay attention to the Word of God. I, I, because Romans 10 and 17 show that faith, I, I come in my hearing and hearing by what? By the So even though there was nothing wrong with what Martha had done in the right context, she had allowed it to become a hindrance to her. And Jesus said one thing is needful. And friend, may I say this? We need to remember what's more needful in our lives. It's not how perfect we look, but it's about getting closer to God. Amen. Sometimes I think we get so wrapped up in how we look that we forget how important it is to stay in tune with Him. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Brother Blake. I said, don't allow these little things to come between you. And so, Mary, instead of letting it get on her nerves, Amen, sits down and begins to hear the Word of God. And who do you think left with more peace? Who do you think left more satisfied? Just like in Luke chapter 18, the Pharisee and the publican. Amen. The old Pharisee's over here bragging about all he's done. I fast twice in a week. Boy, I thank God I ain't like that other man. The other man was just an old publican. Couldn't even raise his head to heaven. You ever felt that way? Boy, I have. 
look around and man, you look at folks seem like they got it all together. You think, Lord, thank you for your mercy. That you would reach so low. Like the song said, he rich. Where did he behold the bottom from me that night? Thank you. He couldn't even raise his head to heaven but just smote himself on the breast and said, God, be merciful unto me a sinner. Friend, today God wants to be merciful. But I think we just get so wrapped up in looking in the wrong direction sometimes. Amen. That we forget how important it is. Amen. God wants to do something. But amen, sometimes we get so religious that we make him subject to our timetable instead of being subject to his. Because in Luke chapter 13, verse number 14, listen to this. This is when Jesus has healed a woman. Amen. That was bowed over and could no wise lift up herself. Listen to what this ruler of the synagogue answered and said with indignation. Because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day. He said unto the people, there are six days in which men ought to work. In them, therefore, come and be healed and not on the Sabbath day. Amen. In other words, he got into his program. It, amen. He upset it. Amen. The order of things, the way that he wanted it to work out. And so he has the nerve to tell folks, don't come to be healed on the Sabbath day. Amen. The very day of all days that they were to come. Because it's the day that God ordained. Yeah. God made it for us. God has placed it in our life, amen, to be a refueling station between here and Monday. Yeah. We need to be able to come with joy and drink, draw water out of the wells of salvation and, and drink our fuel, amen, to be encouraged. But I'm afraid this morning as I come to a close that there are a lot of there are a lot more things God begin to deal with me. Amen about, but I'll close. Little things. Little things that we have allowed to beset us. We're carrying. We're allowing, amen, them to slow us down and we're not running with patience, and therefore I've never seen such a time in my life where folks are becoming weary and well doing. That's true. Amen. But I want to encourage you this morning. Amen. I want to encourage you. Hang in there. Yeah, Hold on. We're so close. We're closer now than when we first started. And if it comes to the place of having to pull up to the trash can and say, you know what, there's some things I just need to quit carrying. You know, I've even seen my wife and my daughter. You know, at some times of their life, they'll get their purse out. Man, and I'm thinking, that thing weighs 50, 60 pounds. And they'll start emptying it, and there'll be so many things that have just accumulated that they don't really even need. And they'll begin to lay some things aside. And it becomes so much easier to carry. You become effective in their life. I'm going to tell you, if you've got some things in your life that you need to get dealt with, there's a place for you on this altar this morning. And as I come to a close, I want to encourage you just as they in the natural. Get that purse open and Amen. Do an inventory and start saying, you know what? I can do without that. Lay that aside. Lay some other things aside. And start getting rid of some of those useless weights. If there's anger, hurt, grudges, 
Amen. Fear even of tomorrow or what might happen. There's a place for you to live down here in this old-fashioned altar. I want to ask us this morning, if you'll bow your heads for just a moment. Close your eyes. Nobody looking around. I'm not here to embarrass anybody. I just want to ask you this morning. Maybe you're here and you're not saved. Man, it, my heart's desire is that everybody in here would be saved. I want everybody to make it. Amen. And if you're here and you're not saved, you need to be saved. Amen. And I'll gladly get out of the way and Edward, any of these other fine brothers will pray with you and pray for you. Because it's not about me. But if you're here this morning and you're discouraged, if you feel like, man, I've just slowed down, I feel like I'm getting nowhere, maybe you just need to come. Get on this altar this morning and just lay aside some things. Some little things. I'm not saying you've sinned, but sometimes we can allow little things to get in our way. And I want to ask you this morning as we take just a moment and then we're going to open the altar. Would there be one anywhere in the house? Would you slip your hand up? Put it right back down. By doing so, you're saying, pray for me. Not where I need to be with God. Whatever the reason, whatever the situation might be. Would there be one anywhere? Just slip that hand up. Put it right back down. I promise you, I'm not going to come back and try to drag you out or embarrass you in any way. I'd just like to know, would you, would you acknowledge the fact that you need the Lord? You need prayer. All right, I want to open the altar and I want to ask everybody that can and will, if you're able. Let's come around this morning. Let's start getting rid of some things that we don't need to be carrying around no more. Things that 